Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the pop culture that you love, that you consume, the stuff that you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. You guys, she's bingeable. She's an old friend of mine. We've been friends for way too long. And then I saw her recently back home when I was visiting Ohio. We talked about Annie's uh, 40th birthday. We mentioned a little bit about that on here. And this is another part piece of the puzzle that was Annie's birthday. Hey, Annie. Um, anyways, <laughs> I just like totally hit the mic there. We have Miss Bonnie Sherman. Hi, Bonnie. hi D'Angelo how are you good okay you guys so Bonnie and I go way back we were college besties we were in dance ensemble together and then we also just would like go out and like dancing on a random Thursday night and get drinks and whatnot and then I would like follow her around to like whatever party that she was going to so good friends that's what we have (laughs) over here so we can just wax poetic about what's going on in life today we're going to hit things like Jury Duty, Ted Lasso, she, I did watch one episode of Queen Charlotte, okay, so we're going to discuss a little bit of that, Um, some succession, I'm going to talk at her about that, and then a couple other things I've been watching, so we're going to get into that in just a moment, but I do want to remind you guys right now that um, I'm kind of coming out of retirement when it comes to the nightclub stuff, and so I've been given a couple opportunities, so there's a couple things I'm doing. Um, and so you guys should be getting tickets for, so if you guys are doing San Diego Pride, this is coming up this July, the 15th, 16th, um, 14th, 15th, 16th, it's kind of like the San Diego Pride weekend that's out here. And uh, Chris Vance over at Bear Night San Diego, that juggernaut of a night, amazing. It's like the best Bear Night like ever, like one of the best in the world. And uh, I'm going to be coming on to assist him with just a couple of things that are going on because the parties are huge this year. So there's subwoofer that's happening on that Friday night. And there's also for Rageous. So these are like bear nights to the max. Um, come out, have some fun. I will have the information inside of the link tree. You guys will be able to find that there. And then the other thing I'm just going to tease right now because I can't talk about it yet because the ink is not dry on the deal. But for San Diego Pride weekend, you guys, I'm going to be doing something in the afternoon on the Sunday, okay? So you guys have to, like, look forward to that. Uh, Nelson and I are teaming up on something. This is such a deep tease because I can't really talk about it, but it's good, guys. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun, and tickets are not going to be crazy expensive, too. So we're going to be really, really conscious of that because I want you to, like, show up, have fun, whatnot. Okay, so that's out there. And then do remember, too, that Colin, another good friend of the pod, is bringing back the escapade the uh hornblower cruise that they do for san diego pride so those tickets also can be found on my link tree you guys will be able to find that over there so give some support it's a legacy venture for pride uh kind of an honoring with joe whitaker and just a nice nice little bay cruise for pride okay we're done with that bonnie we're gonna get into this 
you guys, Bonnie is one of my friends who we were like sitting there having martinis and whatnot, feeling very she-she at the country club. And she's like, why don't you ever have me on your podcast? You don't have, and I was like, okay, we'll have you on. And then we were supposed to both watch Succession, but then she was like over. And then I completely got into it, even though sometimes I don't completely understand it. And I don't know why I got into it, but I think it's because I kind of hate everybody. Well, that I hate everyone. So you're, you, maybe you can convince me and get me over this hump. <laughs> so that's the thing is it's like, it does feel kind of like when you're watching it and when you think about kind of like what it's loosely based on the Rupert Murdoch and it's kind of like Fox News, you know, that kind of thing. You don't really want anybody to win. Like you don't want this family to win right no. now. Okay, so spoilers right now. So um, you don't care because you're not really, you gave up on the show. So you I- should- I you, should just, you should just bounce forward and just like watch the season recap of season one and just jump into season two, honestly, or watch actually, no, no, no. Watch the final episode of season one, because you'll kind of get what's going on because the whole thing succession is just like, he's uber rich. He's got these kids. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to take over the business hence right. succession, but then all these other factors that kind of go into it and he can't let go. is like the big driving thing too, is that it's a lot of power and it's like everybody gets drunk with power. You put on that crown and all of a sudden, like, you should retire, but you can't. You don't think anybody's going to run it as good as you. So that's kind of like what's going on. But go into yeah. like, yeah. So watch because that finals episode on season one, it is a, uh, I think it's an engagement party for Shiv and Tom who are engaged to be married. Shiv is the daughter. And yeah, the obnoxious, you know, guy from yeah. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which I'm like, oh man, this is quite the mm-hmm. acting range here because I hate oh, him. Okay, and I'm used to thing. loving him. In this episode, okay, so this most recent episode that everybody has watched, so you guys, spoilers. Okay, we're gonna um spoilers today for Jury Duty. I haven't finished it. Spoilers today for Ted Lasso up to this point, and also spoilers. We're for spoiling. Succession. We're just so, spoiling everything. Yeah, Whether it's so, you or me, one of us is gonna spoil something. Exactly. I gotta be off the leash. I gotta be off the leash, and so <laughs> I I can only be me. Okay, and this is like an old friend, so I'm gonna be really be me. Um, yeah. And hopefully, I do not cancel myself. But anyways. So what's happened now is like episode or season four, episode three had happened. And that's where dad finally dies. Okay. So that's where oh, we are. So good. it takes, it, <laughs> takes him, it takes him four seasons. And so at this point, he is right now in this deal with Alexander Sarsgaard's, Sarsgaard's character. Okay. Mm. Who manages to still be sexy, even though so- he shouldn't. Maybe I should hang in there because I do love me some Skarsgård DNA. (laughs) I do love the Skarsgård family. Well, here you go. And the thing is, is in he plays like rich doesn't give a shit kind of Skarsgård. You know what I mean? Like Mm. just but is but do you hate him? Like, do we hate him too in the show? Half and half because he is Mm. the antagonist. Like he's against the family because he's trying to buy them. And he was he was originally gonna buy like the company as a whole so like the the roy royco and waystar with the with the dad started are like these huge uber companies that are kind of like ge you know what i mean like yeah it's that but then the little news component which is atn which is like your cnn slash fox news you know like the channel that kind of determines what this is one of the interesting things is that like they are they know how strong media is 
so they know that they have a hand in who becomes president. They they know that they have a lot of, you know, a lot of influence and a lot of power being mm-hmm. a big, huge news media channel, you know, one of the top three. Mm-hmm. So um, Skarsgård plays this character called Madison, who, M-A-T-T-I-S-S-O-N, okay? Oh. That's his last name. But the thing okay. is, is um, he is trying to buy Roy Waco, right? Mm. Uh, Roy Roy Co. Waystar is what the company's name is. He wants to buy it, but the dad made a carve out that ATN, that was his the original thing that he started with when he started all these companies, that the news channel would stay in the family's business and they would still run that and he was going to build something else, bigger, faster, whatever, because the internet has come along and decimated cable news and whatnot. But he's going to keep that piece. Well, Madison wants... He's now putting something new into the mix because dad dies and now he forces them. So this is like season four is like a masterclass in acting. Okay. It's pretty phenomenal because everybody so far has gotten an amazing scene. Connor gets a scene, what I had talked about a few weeks ago when he has this whole, um, I don't need love. You know, he's like the oldest brother who's, who was the, you know, uh, the bastard child, so to speak, you know, that. He's mm-hmm. now running for president. He's got the wife who used to be a uh, escort, who's now a playwright, blah, blah, blah. And so they have all this baggage and they have this whole thing. We've talked about it previously, but anyways, we're talking about it today. And um, at their, at his engagement party with her, there's an incident that happens and she goes and she goes home and he thinks that he, that she's left him and he's okay with it because he's like, and he tells all the, his three siblings, like you guys are always whining for daddy's love and you guys want all this stuff. And I don't care. I've learned to live without love. I am a plant that grows on rocks. I can keep on pushing. So he goes home and like, it is the most touching scene. So he has that. And then after the dad dies, well, Shiv has like a crazy crying scene that's pretty phenomenal. Kendall, that character, hate him. The oldest brother, hate him, hate him, hate him right now. He's about to stab his siblings all in the back, how all this stuff is starting to, to transpire. But um, like uh, Kieran Culkin gets an amazing episode because Skarsgård's character wants them to do a deal now like three days after their dad is dead. Their dad hasn't even had a funeral, but he wants to close this deal because the dad was supposed to be coming out there to do this. He, the dad was on his way to visit him, how all mm. this, how he, he meets his demise. So Kieran Culkin's character, Roman, is so pissed and upset. And he has an amazing breakdown scene, like where he just goes in on Skarsgård's character, you know? So he's just like, I fucking hate you. And blah, blah, like, and he just, and he's like, I'm probably killing this deal and whoever, blah, blah, blah. And then the deal gets better. So, because he really wants everything plus atn so like they're offering like 198 dollars per share and they want mm. to, to like buy them. i mean like it's crazy and so people understand money will understand that but um yeah it's, it's really really great this season and like this most recent episode is finally the knockout drag the knockdown drag out fight between shiv and tom and the two of them it's like People are saying, you're going to hear it this week on Las Culturistas if you listen to it. Like, oh, just, I do. Yeah, you're going to hear Darcy Cardin's on there. And it's just like, and as hacky as it is to say it, but it's like one of those episodes you're like, just hand them the Emmy. Like they just, so if you don't watch anything, you can watch probably, that. you can just jump in on the fourth season, honestly. And you can just, just start from here. <laughs> I might. So <laughs> can I just- part of the conversation. <laughs> let me tell you, I have 
I've made it to six episodes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the episode that I have given up on, and I don't know, maybe I just need to take a break and come back to it. Kind of like, I don't know if you ever watched Sons of Anarchy, but the second to last season Mm -hmm. when Tara gets stabbed by a fork by Gemma, Mm -hmm. I had to take a break before watching the final like series finale ending season. I just needed a mental and emotional break because I was like, no. So maybe I just need a break from succession. But sometimes that happens because I did that with The Walking Dead. Like I needed yeah. to step away from it. And then I wanted to be part of the conversation during the last season. So I finally picked it back up. I get it. So I'm betting that I get back into it. But the sixth episode of season one, episode six, where they're all trying to basically vote daddy out, vote mm-hmm. Logan out. And somehow they all crumble and betray each other and no they don't come through they betray each other and logan fires them and i was just like i hate everyone every everyone because the people who backstabbed at the end to save themselves i hate you you cowards Mm -hmm. i hate i hate the fact that (laughs) logan won't step down and i really hated roman for not coming through at the very end with the last vote and y'all this Um, is the beautiful white blonde woman saying how much she hates these white people that's another part here so we're just gonna throw that in there not afraid to do it but i will tell (laughs) you that's who bonnie is (laughs) my my favorite scene out of all the episodes that i watched in season one was when connor loses his shit over the butter Mm -hmm. i was because i used to work at squaw creek in the banquet facility and that was one of the things you have to set out the butter early enough for the room temp to hit so that you can spread the butter on the bread and I too get pissed when I can't, can't spread, spread your butter. When the butter is too cold, I can't spread it and it clumps. It's so annoying. And so I was dying that episode where Connor's like, sorry about the butter. He's like mm-hmm. interrupting people's conversations who don't even care to apologize for the butter. become my favorite character because of those moments. Okay. So keep like watch okay. for him too, because like I hated him because I'm like, you stupid idiot. You know what I mean? And they're setting him up like a Donald Trump mm-hmm. Jr. kind of a, you know, energy. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no business running for president, but he is. Yeah. And so, but <laughs> he's, he, he becomes like a favorite character. So you're going to completely like, like love that. Um, but it's so funny. Yeah. That, you, you know, give it another chance. It is. I know I've spoiled so much of it for you, but the thing is, is that like, but yeah. like that, that fighting scene between the two of them where they just go like, it was like a whole party going on inside their house and all these people are there and he's right now dealing with issues and he's feeling like that she has betrayed him in a lot of ways that she's, she knows oh, more. Sure. Yeah. She knows more about what's going on with his job than she's allowing him to know. And then she's also working things in the background because, you know, the siblings are all, they don't trust each other. So they're all kind of they all have escape hatches and they all have parachutes into how they can deal with this business. So Shiv and Tom, they just think, and she's like, Oh, are we going to do this now? And he was like, yes. And then she basically tell, like they, they basically look at each other and it's like, if we say what we're going to say, there is no going back. We're done. And then they go and they say it all. And I mean, it's just like one thing after the next, you didn't love me. Why did you say that you wanted to marry me? What, you know, you were, you know, you were, you wanted to have an open marriage on our wedding night, but you know, like all these things that just kind of like, he just makes him blow over and she just comes back and you've always seen, you know, cause they're always so restrained. And I think that's yeah. the thing about this fourth season is that everybody is just losing their shit in like the best ways. But I really, I don't want any of them to win. You really, in was... if this, if this is the real world, you want Madison to come in and break up Fox news. You want him yeah. to just dis- dis- say, you know, to, to dissolve it. And that's essentially what they're all afraid of. 
So do you kind of switch it up between who you hate the most and who you root for? Because I was noticing that even in the first six episodes of season oh. one where I'm like, okay, no, I, I, because I want desperately someone to root for, but totally, I, I change it up. This leads to a good transition here. We're going to transition topics because the, okay. the thing is, is so with, you know, yes, I do <laughs> look at the characters in this and yes, you do cheer for somebody one day and the next day you're like, you're so despicable. What's wrong with you? So then you jump onto right. somebody else. And that's where I've been. Cause like at the end of like second season, for some reason I was really into Kendall and now I can't stand him. Like he's like the worst thing. Yeah. And after the Shiv Tom fight, I'm kind of over her now. Like, and I'm kind of like liking Tom a little bit more. And it's just like it's all just back and forth. And so this leads to the next topic about people that you're not really supposed to like when you watch. We're talking okay. about a reality TV topic. And I know that you don't know much about it, but I just want to hear okay. peripherally somebody who does not know what's going on in the Vanderpump Rules universe. Not one episode. Okay. So have you heard about the scandal that's going on? And I want to know, like, tell me what you have heard. Okay. The only thing I've ever heard about Vanderpump was <laughs> I told you I was at a wedding and someone asked if they could take a picture with me because I mm -hmm. looked like a character. And I guess you figured it was Lana. I think it's I, Lala. 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 Okay. <laughs> Lana, don't even know Lala. the names. She don't know characters. I don't care. But okay, I haven't heard the scandal. And that's uh -huh. shocking because normally I feel like I hear it through the grapevine. But no, tell me what's going on. Okay, two people, two people have DM me about this because I haven't exactly explained what the scandal was because it kind of happened between episodes. And then last week I had Bryn on who speaks perfect Bravo. Oh, like okay. when, it when it comes to, you know, reality TV. So it is just, a language. So yeah, so Bravo is a language and she speaks it fluently. So we just kind of like jumped in and people who understand Bravo got it like at the last hour because last week's episode is like two hours long. So first hour is just all like regular stuff. We're not gonna be that long today. Don't get your big eyes. But uh <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm like, no, but like two hours, you probably had a huge scandal to talk about. Well, no, no, no. We, we did the first hour was like cocaine oh, okay. bear. We talked about a bunch of other stuff. Like we talked gotcha. about all the script that's TV. And then we went into like the reality TV. So it's like an hour of scripted, an hour of reality. So if you like, okay. so if you like scripted, watch, like listen to last week's episode, the first hour, and then at 50 minutes in or whatever, you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to check out now. And then all the Bravos back ended. So, but we're going to just okay. jump into one quick Bravo subject. Okay. So this whole Vanderpump okay. Rules scandal. So this yeah. is essentially what has happened. Okay. okay. So we have two characters who have been on since very early seasons. Tom Sandoval, okay, who they have nicknamed the Scandoval, okay? Clever. Because that's, that's a scandal. But yeah. he's Tom Sandoval, okay, who is a very, um, he would be a gentleman who you would call a, um, metro, remember metrosexuals back when we were in college? People were called like a metrosexual because they like cared about how their yeah, appearance was. He really cares about his hair. Yes, like, he does. Really cares about his hair. Yeah, and sometimes he has images. Sometimes he has a mustache. Sometimes he doesn't. You know that kind of thing. He used to be a former model. He's been on some really horrible B-list TV shows and whatnot. And then he's also in Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules is a show that was built on the back of cheaters. Okay, so originally, okay. how that what had happened was is. Um, it was a spinoff of Beverly Hills. Okay, so we're doing a little bit of Bravo history. This is going to be quick, guys. We're going to get back into scripted in a moment. So don't history get History lesson. Out. Yeah, history so this lesson. is your history lesson. So okay. originally Beverly Hills Housewives, they had their original Housewives. One of the people who came in later in like the second season was Brandy Glanville, 
who was a model oh. actress who happened to be married to Eddie Cibrian. Yeah, who, lost a million uh, rhymes, baby. Yes. Oops. So what ended up happening was is that Eddie Cibrian was cheating on Brandy Glanville with a girl named Sheena Shea. Sheena Shea was this little beautiful model actress girl. Well, the thing was is he was cheating on Brandy with her. And then all of a sudden he was cheating on his cheating girl. He was cheating on Sheena Shea with Leanne Rhymes. Okay. What a guy. So this is so that's what the thing. Is, and now Eddie Cibrian's <laughs> been with Lenny, with Leanne Rhymes for years, you know. And Forever. Now, like and now they get along with Brandy Glanville. There's like a whole thing there. But yeah. what he was doing was he was fucking around and his fuck around. Okay. So this okay. is history. So Sheena okay. Shea then became an anchor for this television show that Lisa Vanderpump, who was another original housewife for, from Beverly Hills Housewives. So okay. Lisa Vanderpump and Brand, Brandy were on the same cast. Lisa has restaurants, okay? She's a restaurateur. She's had over like 37 restaurants in her life. She turns them around, has them for 10 years. They close, blah, blah, blah. Then she opens a new one. Right now, she's got a huge deal in Vegas. She's got a Vanderpump restaurant in the Caesars. She's got one in the Paris Hotel. um, And she's about to open another one pretty soon. So she's like, she's huge out there. But anyways, these Mm -hmm. restaurants, what she was noticing was that the kids who were working in her restaurants, I say kids loosely because they were all like in their 20s because, you know, they're all out of high school. They were all like models, actors, whatever. Naturally who were bartenders and servers during the day. So they were all gorgeous. And what ends up happening is, is that they were all dating and sleeping with each other and then also all roommates. So it was the perfect thing that, you know, when you have a bunch of friends and you're like, we could be a TV show. Well, Lisa Vanderpump said, this could be a TV show because these two are your roommates, blah, 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 blah. Tom Sandoval was one of the roommates of one of the original character of one of the lead characters in the original. And okay. he popped up as being a great thing. He was dating one of the original girls named Kristen, blah, blah, blah. So he ended up, so the spinoff ends up happening is, is that Brandy Glanville and Sheena have like a big confrontation. And then it goes from being an episode of, of, of Beverly Hills Housewives. And it turns into an episode of Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules is now born. So now we've been in the lexicon of Vanderpump Rules. And it was built off of cheating. Now you see Sheena Shea was the original girl who yeah. was who was on Entertainment Tonight and spun that into a over 10-year-long career now as a reality star, okay? Okay. From, all from cheating with Eddie Cibrian in the beginning, okay? Okay, yep. Now, fast forward, 10 years later, we're in season 10 or 11 or whatever this is of, of Vanderpump Rules. I should know that better, but whatever. We have Tom Sandoval, who has been with his long-term girlfriend, Ariana, from the second season of this show. So they've been together for about nine years. He he got with her because he was in love with her while he was dating his original girlfriend, Kristen. Okay. So this is like a whole more cheating, more More cheating. So this is originally, this is originally like back then Tom Sandoval was originally on the cast with Kristen. And then all of a sudden he had this girl, Ariana, that he really liked. And then they started kind of seeing each other. Then him and Kristen broke up and then they became a real relationship. And they've been together for nine years now. They have okay. they have a home together, like in Valley Village, you know, out, of, in, out in L.A. Um, mm-hmm. He has the restaurant Tom Tom, uh, you know, out there with it's a partnership with Lisa Vanderpump and everything. Basically, he's a very small stake in it. So he's just, you know, they use, use his name. Okay. So he's always been very um, better than everybody else. You know what I mean? Like me and Ariana mm-hmm. have the most ideal relationship. Well, later on, now that we are into season 10, a girl that was introduced a couple seasons ago, her name is Raquel, that we now find out her real name is Rachel. She was a pageant queen. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. She changed her name uh, to Ra- she changed her name to Rachel from Rachel yeah. to Raquel. Just she like, wanna be on TV. <laughs> okay, that's fine. It's fine. Just keep it moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. Yeah. So what is it happening here is that Rachel is dating this guy who's a who's another cast member on the show, DJ, this DJ James Kennedy. Okay. Okay. The two of them are dating. They have now they've been engaged. Their engagement broke off. She's still a character on the show. She has become best friends with Ariana. And Raquel like, and Ariana. Raquel and Ariana are like best friends now. And okay. it also leads to like, you know, your best friend is always hanging out with your husband and all that sort of thing. And so and they would always go do things together, right? Well, they find out. So now what's Wait, happened? Is Ariana this- and Tom are married, but Tom's hanging out with Raquel. With Ariana. Yeah. So the three of them are always going places together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So she's like, oh, you know, this, it, you know, our, our good friend, blah, 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 blah. Well, they've now shot a whole season of Vanderpump Rules. And the whole entire time, it kept, they kept on making us think that he was that Raquel was interested in another guy on the sh- on the show who's also named Tom because there's the two Toms. Tom Tom is the bar name, and it's named after two different guys named Tom. Tom Sandoval okay. and Tom Schwartz. It's very weird there, but anyways, okay. this whole season they were like saying that these two that she was pursuing Schwartz. She was also pursuing Garcelle Bouvet's son, you know, like a celebrity child, you know, that kind of a thing, and yeah. then. Halfway through the season, the girls, Sheena Shea, who we've talked about earlier, who the show was built on, Mm -hmm. Sheena Shea and Raquel are also very good friends. So Sheena Shea, Raquel, Ariana, Katie, Lala, all the girls all hang out together. They're they're a girl squad. You know what I mean? Okay. So what ends up happening is, is Sheena Shea and Raquel are doing Watch What Happens Live in New York City. You know, they're okay. on, they're on Andy Cohen's TV show. They yeah. do the whole show and they're talking, you know, cause it's an after show after the people watch the regular band and pump rules. They are now done shooting the season. Okay. Like they're the, the season has been wrapped. They're now just showing the show on, on air. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we're watching the storyline as it unfolds. Well, that night when Sheena and Raquel are at watch what happens live, Sheena gets a phone call after the show from Ariana telling her I found video on my husband slash partner because they're not really married on my partner's phone of Raquel so uh, Ariana found on Tam San- Tom Sandoval's phone pictures and video of Raquel okay so of the two of them like um like on FaceTime together and that sort of a thing so like FaceTime, like Snapchat video, like Snapchat, you know, shots and that kind of thing. Oh boy. So Sheena gets pissed and she's like, what are you doing to our friend? What, you know, we, we all trusted you, blah, 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 blah. They put this on social media and then Bravo says, pick up the cameras. We got to go film this. Okay. Fuck. And it, and it all comes out because it comes out because Sheena pushes her or whatever away from her. But then Raquel makes it a big deal and says that. Sheena punched her in the eye, even though she had a black eye before she went and blah, blah, blah. So it becomes this big dramatic thing because while TV shows have been recorded last year, you still have the element of social media that is now chiming in on what's going on on television as they see it air. You know, it's the fatal flaw in like reality TV is that it's not live. It happened a couple months ago. Oh, so So the timing. So the timing of it all and Bravo what ends up happening is, is they find out that Raquel 
and Tom Sandoval have been cheating for seven months behind the scenes and not one producer, not one camera, not one other character, not one other character, not one other person in the friend group picked up on it. They all had their suspicions, but Raquel has always been this, they call it quote unquote Bambi eyed bitch that like she's, she's, <laughs> she's like the innocent, you know, a pageant girl who she would never sleep with somebody's boyfriend. She would never sleep with somebody's husband. And then lo and behold, she, they've been having this relationship and there's been all these Easter eggs along the way. So Vanderpump rules had not changed any of their first few episodes that they had released after the scandal broke. Yeah. So people, but everybody, they found out about the scandal. So everybody's watching the show now and they're seeing that, Rachel's not going for Sandoval. She's always going for the other friend Schwartz. And they're making that a big deal because Schwartz is recently divorced with another girl on the cast. It's very incestuous, this cast. With another girl. Okay. So there's a, yeah, oh there's God. another girl, Katie, in the cast who, you know, like all these friends who have all been married together, slept together. They've been friends. They were blah, blah, blah. Then they bring in a new person. You know, Raquel was brought in a couple seasons ago and now she's in the mix and she's been with more than one person in this group. And so it's this big clusterfuck. So the reason why Vanderpump Rules has become a big deal and it is pitching numbers that it hasn't done in years, like 1 million people are tuning in over live right now, you know, in like in the demographic. And so, and it's doing huge things because what's happened is, is now people are watching it with two sets of eyes because you're yeah. watching, you're watching it as like the show that Bravo was trying to feed you. You know, yep. that Raquel is trying to be with Tom Schwartz and like, you know, why won't Tom yeah. Schwartz's ex-wife be thing? But the whole time it's because she's got this other thing going on. So she's playing up this thing and you know, she's got something yeah. behind her back. Yeah. So it's it's insane. And it's been the most fun watch on TV lately. So it's like one of those things. that, And right now it's about to get explosive because now we're caught up to where the cameras got picked back up to catch what, you know what I mean? Like we're just about to catch up to where all the cheating scandal was found out. And so, and it's outrageous. So it's like the best thing that's on TV right now when it comes to reality shows. So there is Vanderpump Rules. Let's move on. Okay, let's go over to wow. Netflix and let's talk a little bit about Queen Charlotte. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. So guys, Queen Charlotte is a spin-off series from the Netflix original Bridgerton, which took the world by storm season one. Season two kind of fell away. I wasn't really into it and I still haven't even watched season two all the way through. You know what? I don't know what was going on because I truly, I felt the chemistry in the first season and the brother um, played by that just he is gorgeous and scoreboard gaze for winning Jonathan Bailey. Honestly, <laughs> scoreboard, scoreboard, you guys win. But he had so much chemistry with, remember in the first season, mm -hmm. he had um, like a relationship with a singer, like a mm -hmm. actress, but it was like, it didn't move forward. They had a lot of chemistry, but I felt like the second season, they just didn't have that chemistry, but I watched the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So now cut to season three, with this spinoff with Queen Charlotte, which I guess is also based on a book maybe that's coming out. I don't know. So I, this I is- I think they might've written a book. 
Yeah, real quick, the spinoff miniseries revolving around Queen Charlotte consists of two plot lines, one in the present Bridgerton, beginning in 1817 with the death of the royal heir, Princess Charlotte, in an event that uh, causes the queen to pressure her children to marry and produce another royal heir. The other yeah. begins in, 19, in 1761 with Charlotte meeting and marrying King George. The latter explores the king and queen's marriage and their and his mental illness. Um Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story, is a limited-run drama series created by Shonda Rhimes for Netflix. This series is a prequel spinoff of the Netflix series Bridgerton that focuses on young Queen Charlotte's rise to prominence and power. The series premiered on May 4th. So I've only watched one episode so far. I'm enjoying it. It's got that bite that the first season of Bridgerton had. Yes. And that's what I was kind of like when you said like Queen Charlotte, I was like, no, I'm done. I wasn't into yeah. Bridgerton. But then it was like... It turned on Netflix and you know how like they give you that big splashy preview on Apple TV <laughs> like, and oh, you're just yeah. like and you're like okay let's go let's go and I put on the first episode and I was like okay we're locked and loaded she's biting it's kind of it's it's the prequel of Queen, Queen Charlotte uh, of Queen Charlotte so yeah um, I I have to say the the young actress playing young Queen Charlotte India Mm -hmm. um there you're not there yet but there is an episode where she's watching the king through a window mm -hmm. and i rewound it like three times her timing she's got really good comedic timing like she, oh, that whole thing about the the the, the whalebone inside of her yes corset. when she's sitting but, in the carriage like yeah. she knows how to deliver with timing and tone and looks i mean she nails it she's got she's got a cook a comedy streak in there I love, I love. So you yeah. were completely like, did they leave it open for another Queen Charlotte season two? Or is well, this just going to be I, like a so capsule series, you think? I need to read the book because honestly, I would love more episodes. So it was a short season. It was only six episodes. Mm -hmm. And I looked back at season two and there were eight. And the way it ended, I was like, oh, you know, there were still some storylines that I wanted more info on. So I wonder if, they're if be maybe there'll be more. One. Yeah, maybe a little bit more because there's more meat on that bone. I like I that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to be watching this. I don't know if I'm going to be reviewing it here on Bald and Bingeable just because sometimes these are shows that like I will just enjoy and I don't have to like think about what I'm going to okay. talk to you guys about. But it is a good watch yeah. right now. So I'm loving I'm loving that. Um, yeah, we, we need to have an ongoing dialogue about this because you're only on episode one and there's five more episodes. And, you know, I have mental illness in my family. Mm -hmm. And so I found that aspect of it fascinating and also sad because there just haven't been that many advancements in how you treat mental illness like some of the things that he goes through it's still archaic it's still like it's then. still going on oh. <laughs> or it was up until like the last 20 or 30 years so yeah I I want to talk about it more and hear what you think but but yeah these young actors are killing it I think you know they have a really good cast I love it I need to watch this okay I, I'm gonna finish that out yeah. um gonna just mention this real quickly or no no no. let's yeah have you seen this news about Shakira and Tom Cruise what no and no just I I, okay, I haven't so seen it and now I, I'm already upset I had to jump into it so this is by um this is actually came out on page six May 9th Tom Cruise is extremely interested in pursuing Sh Shakira so there's been Ew. pictures of of Shakira and Tom Cruise like together at the F1 races you know down in Florida um recently what? and so after Tom 
their articles, man, page six does not know how to write. The race is on, dot, 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 for single Shakira. After Tom Cruise and the Hips Don't Lie singer were photographed hanging out together at the Formula One Grand Prix in Miami over the weekend, a source exclusively tells page six, exclusively tells page, he called it himself. <laughs> He's extremely interested in pursuing her. There is chemistry, says a source. Cruise, 60, is single. And Shakira, 46, split from her longtime boy boyfriend, Gerard. Okay, we know about all that because of the new music. Um, last June, amid allegations, he was having an affair with his now girlfriend, Sierra Chia Marti. Uh, Shakira needs, quote unquote, Shakira needs a soft pillow to fall on. And that could be Tom, our source says our source, adding that Tom Cruise has the benefit of being, quote unquote, a nice looking guy and he is talented. The source also cracked and she isn't taller than him. Cruise is five foot seven while the pop star is five foot two. The source tells well, we us know that, all about that. Yeah. So it tells us that Cruise was so taken by the pop diva that he allegedly sent her flowers. On Sunday, the Top Gun Maverick star and the Colombian Sean Chu spent time together at the race's starting grid and were seen chatted private in the private hospitality suite. Shakira and her ex-husband were together for 12 years, blah, 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 blah. Who cares about the rest? Um, but gross. Get I away no. from him. No. Get away from him. The whole, the, I can't only want to say it on this podcast because I'm afraid I'll be like canceled, but the whole Scientology thing is scary. It's terrifying. Yes. It really is terrifying. I'm sorry. Very, no. Yeah. Run, like, I run. watched the Leah Remini stuff. I read the book. I read mm -hmm. Leah's book. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just, yeah. Like, skedaddle. Skedaddle, Shakira. <laughs> we don't need it. She's a good person. She's great. You yeah. Know, blah, blah, blah. She's just getting her career back. Like, if you think about it, she really took a sidestep when she married and had her kids. Like, she moved over there to support his career and raise those kids i mean she wolf was a banger i wanted all of that and she just kind of slowed it down and didn't really release much she's just now i mean you saw what happened with her release what was it biz rap i think mm -hmm. maybe that was the name it it was it skyrocketed her popularity is still there she's and she uh just did the the co um she sure which one she, she she just did a song with a really popular artist who was just on SNL as the um, as the musical guest. And, I, and her name begins with a K. I would have to go on Instagram. But that skyrocketed. Her popularity is there. Get your career back. And then you can have your pick. Don't go to Tom Cruise. Come on. No. It's just it's no. like a step back. You know what I mean? It's a no. It's a no. It's, it's a joke. I don't, I don't like it. Um, Tom, why can't Tom yeah. just find someone suitable? Carol G. Like, Carol G. Was the yeah. artist. It's a casting process. Like I remember like hearing stories back in the day and I might've forgive me if I've said this on the podcast, but we're like 70 episodes deep or something. Um, the casting process, like I remember originally, like when Joss Stone was like talking about it with her mother, that when they were looking for like his original, like girlfriend after um, Nicole Kidman, and they like were bringing in young starlets and mu musical people to like you know meet him and like you know see if you guys hit it hit it hit hit it, and you know get along and you know uh, and Katie Holmes ended up being the one but like they were trying for Josh Stone and then he realized he was like seventeen years old and like she shouldn't be here you know that kind of thing but like it was it was like a whole thing back in the day and so I wonder if, I mean because there's so much control with that organization yes. yeah. slash cult that he belongs to so yeah. it's just a little thing okay out of this. Let's jump over. Let's make, let's do, let's feel good for a moment. Okay. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso.
Ted Lasso is hurting this season, but it's kind of finding its steps a little bit back after the Amsterdam episode. Okay, I have to tell you, I just said this to a coworker of mine today because Mm -hmm. Amsterdam was my favorite episode of the whole season so far. And then I liked last week's episode and I Mm was, I'm going to watch today's episode after we're done. But yeah, fantastic Amsterdam episode. I feel like they're hitting their stride again. Mm -hmm. And then last week's episode was, was really good. So I'm still, go ahead. What episode I'm on. No, keep talking. What are you still? Here's the thing. I I felt like it was whiplash, kind of like how I felt about Daenerys Targaryen in Game of Thrones. It was like one episode, she was this queen mother. We loved her. The next episode, she was lighting up a whole town, killing children. I felt like Nate's character arc was whiplash. Like he was yeah. this wonderful, loving person. And then all of a sudden he's in a mirror spitting at himself. He's hateful. He hates Ted. He, and he just, and he does this about face. And then now they're trying to backpedal, but it it's a too fast of a backpedal. So it's just very strange. I, I, I and for this to be the last season, I think I just saw a rumor though that there might be another season. Oh my which, god, I'm gonna Google that while we're talking about it. Yeah. So uh, a friend of mine sent me a little clip that there might be. Um, let me look it up what he sent me. So he sent me a, a little snapshot. Uh-huh. And it said Esquire and Vanity Fair. Ted Lasso season three might not be the end after all. So is Ted Lasso ending with season three or not? Which well, I feel like they're finally getting their mojo back. So because season two was nowhere near as good as season one. And mm-hmm. now season three, I think there's finally some like things that made me love it coming back. And I'd like a little bit more. And for there yeah. to only be a couple episodes left just doesn't seem like enough, but eh, we'll oh, see. here's something from TV Line. Okay. And it was also on IMDb. Is Ted Lasso setting the stage for a season four without Ted Lasso? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he belongs back in the States with his son. Yeah, three weeks out from its May 31st finale, Apple Plus isn't confirming that Ted Lasso will end with season three. Uh, and it's probably because it won't end with season three. Are we certain of that as our title character is uh, in his dark game? Of course not, but it's getting easier to imagine a version of the Emmy-winning comedy without Jason Sudeikis in the starting position. For starters, the seeds have been planted. There's been stretches in season three where Ted's been relegated into the background. Uh, no more so than Wednesday's uh, Les Locker Room Wafole, during which he was preoccupied with a virtual parent-teacher conference. Um, heck, even a signature locker room speech is pointless here. Okay, so they basically they're just going on to say that like they're setting it up right now. So have you? So there's episode nine just came out. Did you watch that one yet? Because no, we that's, watched I'm last gonna, night. Okay, I'm gonna watch it today. Okay. So so real quick though, I want to say two things, and I want because I I have goldfish brain. If I don't say it right now, I, uh-huh. I just want to make sure we discuss. I I've always felt like Ted was gonna hand over the reins. And mm-hmm. go back to the states to because I think his I think his wife did him dirty and maybe she's gonna realize it and or ex wife I guess mm-hmm. depending on the status of the divorce and maybe they'll have another chance at reestablishing their family and that Nate would come back to the coaching staff and that him Roy and oh who's the goofy coach that I love um, that has the crazy girlfriend beard maybe they'll continue on 
I want to talk about that and my prediction that Nate's going to come back and maybe even as head coach or there'll be a trifecta like equal mm-hmm. three amigos coaching. But Rebecca, what is this prediction with the green matches? They've like dropped the weird... it. Who? It's, it's who, been dropped. Who's the dude? Who is she going to be a mother to? Like, where did? Yeah, who's the guy? Who is it? Yeah, like it's 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 very very because because everybody's been getting like their own storyline arcs and that sort of thing, and so we're starting to sideline because even more so in this most recent episode because I'm not going to give you spoilers for number nine, but like okay. we um we have more of like the gay storyline, we have more of like Roy Kent, you know, taking taking more leadership kind of things. Like they really okay. are kind of now that we're seeing this article like come out they really are setting the stage for it to happen it's a little bit weird that like you know ted lasso leaves and then like it's still called ted lasso like i wonder if they're going to maybe change you know maybe it'll have like a sideline series like queen charlotte you know what i mean like are they gonna spin it off you know call it richmond or something you know maybe like yeah like what will it could survive it really could Mm -hmm. because there's enough interesting storylines to survive without ted lasso and you kind of get over his Ned Flanders thing. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just kind of like googly googly and you're like, okay, enough. Yeah. You sometimes know? I want him to turn it off, like turn mm-hmm. the switch off and just give me a straight answer. Like you don't have to always try and be the most clever person in the room. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> back back into the Nate thing. So let's discuss this okay. a little bit. So like, yeah. yeah, they did whiplash us with like, Nate was like, didn't like a it. sweet, a sweet guy that we like built up, built up, built up. He was learning all this stuff. And then all of a sudden he was angry because he wasn't any, he, you know, Ted was taking all the shine and then he wanted something. And then he became like this despicable person, but he didn't really do anything but like rip a sign down. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, like, but he, like, and then spitting, spitting at himself in the mirror and like that whole speech where he told Ted, like, you abandoned me, you left me in the cold. Dude, you're not in a romantic relationship. This man mm-hmm. has a lot of other responsibilities. The world doesn't revolve around you, Nate. It was really. I don't know. It was very unlikable. It was very, <laughs> but like, there's lots of like weird things that they drop in and then there's never an explanation or never like any extra with it, you know? Um, um, and then even with like Jade, like turning around and all of a sudden like loving him and you're going to find also like, so you haven't watched the most recent episodes. So I don't want to give any of that away, but like, you know, that he's like um, with, he's with Jade now, the girl from the Greek restaurant, you know, like he, right. they're, they're dating. And it was like, she all of a sudden was like, she always would look at him like he had like four heads and all of a sudden she's going to look at him like, oh, he's a sweet guy. Like, where did, where did that come from? Like, it wasn't really yeah. explained. It was just kind of like, we got to like take it on really, really quickly. The investments yeah. that I'm taking right now though, are like Roy Kent. I do love Roy Kent, you know? Um, yeah, I, I didn't love. So the last episode was when Keely's video was um, leaked and they all deleted mm-hmm. the videos from their phone and like, I, I, I get, I think that Roy's motivation in asking her who was it for was to try and figure out who could have possibly leaked it. Mm-hmm. But the way they kind of ended that interaction, it, it was like so disappointing because I think it was totally misinterpreted and he felt bad about how it came off. And then like the episode ended. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're ever going to like circle back to that. But I, if I'm Roy Kent, I'm beating the shit out of whoever leaked that video. And I know it wasn't to me. So who was it for? Mm-hmm. And if that wasn't his motivation, then ew, I don't like that they made Roy Kent's character say that. Yeah, it's like it's it's um it's a little bit weird how they're like whiplashing us around because they also made us like love Jack 
with Keely at first, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, this is really, really sweet. Like, this is like, you know, yeah. and then, and then all of a sudden it was like the whole love bombing and you're like, oh, the yeah, love bombing thing. Yeah. I was like, going well, way over. and then yeah. the whole way that uh, that episode ended too, with Jack just completely like how it looks is, you oh, know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. maybe you shouldn't have made the video then like, yeah. Ew. So here's the fatal flaw though, with the whole entire show. And it's my thing that like, it's the problem with even like uh, a show like sex in the city. Okay. Um, is the characters should be more famous than what they portray them. This is like a hot, you know, football team, and we see how they treat like people like David Beckham and whatnot. And so they have somebody like Jamie or Roy Kent around. So the paparazzi is always going to be there. And you would imagine that somebody like Keely, um, when like things had happened previously, with like when there was issues with other members of like the team, you would think that she as the publicist would have like a Google alert for whenever something drops so then she can hurry up and run interference and be a PR person. So it's the fatal flaw of the show that they can keep secrets and they can do weird, you know what I mean? Like all this, this kind of stuff is going on that she's dating Jack. Everybody would know that she was dating Jack, you know, this rich woman, this other girl who's basically a celebrity. She's an it girl. You yeah. know, people, people have seen them out like at, that's the thing. Like when you ever, like, you know, the paparazzi is a certain thing when you get into like the UK. So it's the oh, fatal flaw yeah. that everybody would have known that they were together. So then Jack's whole thing about, you know, not wanting to be associated with her. Well, you have been, you yeah. know what I mean? And I think most people in like the video would almost come out like, oh, that video was for Jack, you know, like if they, the two of them were together. So it's like, it's a weird yeah. thing. It's just like a weird sideline that I always think about when I'm watching that show and specifically, you know, because like, in the Amsterdam episode, if you saw like number one, like if you saw, you know, David Beckham riding bikes with another famous footballer in the yeah. middle of Amsterdam, you know, that we would mayhem. be getting, we would mayhem. be getting tons of photos, mayhem, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And that's how they play Jamie up. And that's how they play up Roy Kent is that they are like uber famous, you know, Shaquille right. O'Neal, Kobe Bryant legends, you know, like that's how mm -hmm. the characters are. So I just wish that they would tie a little bit more of that in because, you know, they do when it's convenient, like with the, um, what's his name and I can't remember his name his name the one who owns the restaurant when he was getting all the Sam. Sam Sam when Sam was getting all the pushback you know from you know just just shut up and dribble shut up and you know kick the ball uh. and that kind of a thing and that that was the fatal flaw was that you have the prime minister like twittering with one of your players, you would know about that as like the PR person. And it was like a complete surprise to Keely. So that's the fatal flaw that I always find in the show. It's a weird yeah. thing. I know it's, a, it's like a writing hole, but whatever. But you would um, kind of pick up on that. I don't know that yeah. a lot of people would just because of your background. Like yeah. you're really into like the average Joe, like me, I mm. would, I think of flaws in other ways. And like, that doesn't make sense that, but like, you're thinking about like holistically in the world we live in, in society, this, mm -hmm. no, no way. Because I think you kind of with like your background where you live now, but what you do for a living and, mm -hmm. and all that, like you're very in on the know. And yeah, that makes sense that you would pick up on that flaw. Yeah. That's like a weird thing. Okay. Anything yeah. else about Ted Lasso? I'm going to change subjects. No, go, go ahead and change. I think I got uh -huh. over my Rebecca and Nate thing. 
Well, see, the Rebecca thing is just, it is annoying because like, why I'm annoyed. They... This woman deserves love and they're like kicking it down. They're kicking the can down the road. Like there give is, a... What's... we don't bring it up in episode nine, but there's some satisfaction with her character that she's kind of like claiming her own. There's a little, there's a little, some stuff. There's some, there's some good exchanges okay. with her, but it's not. Okay. It's not going anywhere. But then you do like have like the relationship between her and Keely, like their their best friendship, the girlfriend. So supportive of Keely. I oh, just what an wonderful. anchor. Mm-hmm. What an anchor. What a healthy, supportive female relationship. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Great portrayal of a woman, like not shaming her. Like mm-hmm. I I just loved how she handled the whole uh video leak too. That was yeah. beautiful. Beautiful the, the, friendship. Without judgment, you know what I mean? Just being a good friend. Yeah. Okay, I got a summons for jury duty, so we have to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I get. A Are you talking about me? Fucking year. Oh, like, oh, you have I, it. I oh. literally have one. I'm showing it to you now. Like okay. I literally get one every single year, and this is happening the day before a big party that a client wanted. Can me I? To do. Can I tell you something? So hypothetically, someone said something to someone about how they used to always get jury duty notices. And then one day they just stopped going because they would always be summoned for jury duty and they just decided not to go the next time they were summoned, the jury duty summons ceased. So maybe that person they told tried it out on a whim, maybe one time just to see because they were getting summoned all the time, haven't gotten one since. Let's just say hypothetically, I know that that's a real life scenario that happened. I'm not going to name who or incriminate, <laughs> but I, I would just let you know that that actually has happened but this is this is proof enough that i would never win this show for i would never have succeeded in this scenario for so Mm -hmm. many reasons yeah (laughs) well see the thing is is i feel like i should do jury duty just because number one it's an experience i've never had oh also okay and it's also like if not me then it makes way for somebody who is maybe has really fucked thinking you know what i mean oh yeah so so i get that but the thing is, is yeah. like they send it when it's like the most inconvenient fucking day. You know it's what I mean? Wild. It's like wild. It's wild. It's a I'm day like, where how I have did a, you know? How did yeah. you know? I have an installation <laughs> that day for a big event the next day. And it's just kind of like, are you kidding me? Like, this is just, it's rude. But, and then yeah. they really put on it. I'm, and I'm also kind of afraid of, so of California because California will come after, come after you for some shit. But speaking of, oh, yeah. let's talk about jury duty a little bit. I have not finished the whole entire series. What episode are you on? It even sure i know i'm pretty deep in because i've met okay. like all, like i think all the characters one of my favorite being the pr girl the blonde girl and <laughs> like he was on the stand but oh like, yeah, yeah yeah oh my god yeah but it's it's a great show okay but bonnie so you guys if you guys don't know jury duty jury duty is essentially it's a um it's a comedy over on freebie which is on amazon prime so they make you watch commercials um it's one of the only shows that you have to watch commercials for right mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. um it's basically jury duty is an american mockumentary sitcom television series created by lee eisberg and gene stepinski and starring ronald gladden who is just a nobody you guys he's just a regular regular joe he's one the of series, us the series chronicles the inner workings of a jury trial in the u.s through the eyes of juror ronald uh, gladden a solar contractor from San Diego who was unaware that his jury duty summons was not official and that everyone in the courtroom aside from him is an actor. Everything that happens inside and outside the courtroom is 
planned. So it's just getting his reaction. So everything is planned. They improv, they have script. And then they have one person who is living a Truman style, you know, the Truman show. You know what I mean? It's essentially Mm -hmm. what he's like living. So your thoughts on Ronald. I just want to hear, how do you feel about Ronald? (laughs) So I, if I were to just like run into him on the street, you know, he's so tall. Mm-hmm. Right. And and he does have like handsome features. So I feel like he grew on me during the course of the show. But I just could not believe how sweet he was. Like it was right? almost unbelievable how these actors were doing their best to like sniff out the bad side to him. Mm-hmm. And every time he was just coming back and I was like, he's so he's this cute like tall guy on the outside and he's this sweet good man on the inside I just I cannot believe it I cannot believe it when he went out of his way for things because it's like it's one thing to have like reactionary like to know that like okay a camera is here so I'm going to just make sure I'm always minding my p's and q's and kind of being buttoned up but then the way that he handles other people on the jury like yeah maybe you shouldn't you know maybe we we should you know like when the one guy when they're playing cards and he wins and he's like the other guy owes him like thousands of dollars and so much money you you really don't have to we were playing just for fun this is for fun we can play for fun for just us and the guy's like no i just you know that whole thing i wrote down some notes i have to find them real quickly on my phone as we're going yeah go ahead but the what i'm talking about the sweet thing about him when I'm I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. I have to say it. If you made me take the fall for your number two in a bathroom, friendship <laughs> over. It's friendship serious. over. Are yeah. you there yet? You're there yet, right? I could not like if that if if that didn't let him know that this was false in like a reality show, that this famous actor would just destroy a toilet and then ask him to take the fall I was like oh hell no but he did he did well the fact that I I wrote down he was so sweet when he showed Bugs Life to the inventor um, to show him that not everyone in the world was going to understand him because he thought differently like so sweet like he didn't need to do that even though he's bored doing jury duty sequestered and everything how many times though did they Okay, so jury duty, when you're on jury duty, because my partner has, has has actually served and he was like on a, a pretty good trial. It was like a, some like um, theft trial. Uh, but you're not allowed to talk to the other jury members of the jury outside of the times that you're supposed to. So and they just mm-hmm. like, you think this is, and you think this is okay. And then when they go to the um, to the actual factory where, yeah. the, okay, so the case within a case, you guys, so uh spoiler upon spoiler um so the case that they are having them go over is that this guy showed up drunk and high at work at at a t-shirt factory where they were doing a major order he passed out at the end of a thing and soaked every all the t-shirts and everything with urine and feces or whatever else well any misprinted shirts any misprinted shirts that that say with a white with a white hate yeah with the, with the fake white with the fake white hate word joff yeah yeah the word jorf and you know that people are gonna be wearing those t-shirts places but That's anyways like... um but it was like a fake thing but my other notes for jury duty was james marston is being so actory oh 
when he gets the script and he's like, I'm Caleb, guys, I'm Caleb. And then, and then they're all going over uh, what can be a guy or a girl's name. And they're like, well, Sam can be a guy or a girl's name. Blah, blah. And he's like, Caleb, Caleb, is that a guy or a girl's name? And then they all like look at him like a guy. He's like, yep, a guy. I'm Caleb. Glad that we can work that out. And he's just like, he's every asshole actor I've ever yeah. met. He's really playing up the worst of the worst that a Hollywood like stereotype is. And yet Robert is still like his buddy and giving him the benefit of the doubt. And like the one scene where he's like, I don't know, I guess that's maybe just in how actors are mm-hmm. or his process. And I was like, no, this is the, not, the writing is amazing normal. though, because like when they give the jurors like their own like office type, you know, uh, confessionals where they're just sitting looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. one of my favorites that I wrote down, I just wrote random things as I was watching because I knew we were going to talk about this at some point was mm-hmm. that lot you know Lonnie the um he's the black dude yeah. who was who was yep. an alter who was an alternate and then the the one guy gets uh hurt yeah one guy gets hurt for no reason and he like, <laughs> like like they just you know he just has to go and then um it's the guy who said who like breeze past him and he was like okay I'm gonna go rub one out and he was like yeah get it in while you got the time <laughs> like he's just like always nice all of his reactions to everybody but anyways Lonnie this black juror looks at the camera and he goes I didn't mind being an alternate but someone defecated and there's a lady named Jacquees I'm in it <laughs> like it was the best because like the lady who owned the factory, her name was Jaquise. And they're like, I love Jaquise and I hate her at the same time. She's so beautiful and so wonderful. Also, but- she's so thin and, and I hate her. And she's huh. so thin and beautiful and rich and I hate her or something and who like knew, that. who knew like Jaquise is like the, re- like they wrote Jaquise and then Gwyneth Paltrow went on real trial. And it's basically the same type of a person. She's basically Gwyneth Paltrow that really owns is. a t-shirt factory. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Cause we just watched that trial. And then I just yep. wrote, um, Oh yeah. It was Genevieve. That was her name. She was the blonde, the, the character witness for the, the PR. And she's I'm yeah. Genevieve. I'm an influencer. I do brand deals for dogs. I'm also a DJ and I'm a lash tech. And I'm like, and it's like, I know that girl that she really say, is. You know, these people and they exist and they're where you live. Yeah. And like, I know the girl who is a lash tech and that's her main gig, but then she is also an influencer. She re- works a brand deal for her dog, Momo, you know, and it's oh that kind of a thing. God. I mean, they, they've written really, really great characters. So like jury yeah. duty is totally bingeable. You guys like do yeah. watch it's so good. It. It's so good. It's fabulous. And then the, like to hear, are we allowed to do a spoiler or no? Yeah. I'm yeah, so, go for it. Like he's still in touch with these people. Like he is still friends with them. And I guess he, he was having a really hard time, like not being paranoid and wondering if cameras were following him. Mm-hmm. And I guess Scott Marsden, like had a 45 to an hour, or James Marsden, James sorry. Marsden. James Marsden had like I don't know why I would like thought Scott Bayo for a second in my well, no, like he's but, also Scott Sanders in X-Men. Oh, okay. Maybe His there you character go. Character Scott. But <laughs> so. James and him talked for like 45 minutes to an hour, and James sort of talked him off a paranoia ledge. But mm-hmm. he's cashing in on this. Did you see that uh Ryan Ryan Reynolds got him in on a mint mobile commercial? And he's talking about how he's like, I've had a rough go of it. Or I'm a little paranoid. Like he just did a commercial with Ryan Reynolds. I have not even seen that. I'm going to look it up real quickly. But that's it's amazing. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. So he's he's cashing in on how wonderful he is, and what well, a help, what a refreshing thing to like 
see someone succeed because they're just innately good. It's just like you gotta you he needs um like now is the time that he needs to get into like some classes just so he knows how to handle all of this and some and some therapy because he yeah. also was living a Truman show kind of life that like he met all these people who he became friends with and they weren't even that person in real life. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so that, that's the other thing too, is just like, who, who, who were you, you know? So it, I'm just seeing right now that there's a deadline article that did come out about him that Ronald Gladden has signed with artists first for representation. The firm is working closely with Gladden to find opportunities that align with his brand in Hollywood and beyond. Gladden unknowingly made his TV, TV debut in the Amazon freebie series, jury duty, a top secret docu style comedy series um jury duty chronicles blah 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 blah. it was gladden's honesty and curiosity that earned him the good guy label by fans and critics alike those qualities also kept executive producers on their toes throughout the production as they were experiencing gladden to be so inquisitive and thoughtful in the case and all those involved artist first is excited to guide this next chapter of ronald's professional career in the entertainment industry we were drawn to ronald due to his good guy brand and think that everyone needs a little more of that in their lives a representative for the management firm tells deadline you know what um originally from san diego originally from oregon now based in san diego he's a project manager who applied on craigslist to be part of a documentary about a jury duty what he didn't realize was that this decision would turn him into an accidental TV star and one of social media's latest obsessions. Um, that's let's what hope gonna, it doesn't. Yeah. Let's hope it doesn't twist him up. Like let's hope he can maintain who he is. If he can just money and fame ruin people. But the thing is, is money and fame. It'll it'll reveal it now like money and fame doesn't make a monster it just nurtures it you know what I mean and so and if he's already kind of was feeling his fame modes when they turn those cameras on it's a different person than you get on like a housewife series you know what I mean like they didn't know what they were going to be getting and he'd ended up not being an asshole because this could have been a completely different show let me tell you what if I had been on this show it would have exposed that I'm a monster (laughs) because (laughs) some of the antics that people are up to I would have been no patience hell no no patience for it you can go you think I'm gonna you're disgusting clean up the toilet you absolute like I just (laughs) there's no way that I would have made it past test number one and he makes it through every single thing that gets thrown at him I this show made me feel that I am a horrible person (laughs) so it's just kind of like be more conscious like live like cameras are watching you like yeah live. live Live like everyone is watching you at all times. Well, see, I do think that like him being signed now to like this artist agency, I get it because the thing is, is like we don't. I hope that they're not going to try to turn him into like a stand-up comic or an actor or something like that. He like, would I don't, not do well. I don't need to see him on the mass Singer. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to see oh, him God. pushed over there. Like, maybe the thing that would be good for him is literally just doing commercials, like ads. Like, he just needs to make a nice guy brand and then just be like this guy that like he tells you the honest truth, you know, and this is the best cleaner to use for your tires. You know what I mean? Like that kind of a guy who just makes his money that way he can be like the new flow for like insurance you know what I mean like progressive yeah yeah I think (laughs) like that is a perfect fit for him mm -hmm. absolutely but like if he gets a tv job where he is a host of something I'm gonna be angry okay like oh god he needs to practice he needs to be out there like so let's just see what happens but as like a reality star he is a nice guy he is cute he's cute and the thing is is and he's tall and that always gets you far 
He's cute. He's tall. The hair is going away. You know, it's just embrace nature, baby. So if you got to shave it off, like get that little crew cut going. But um, he's just a good man. And I was like, it was so heartwarming to see. I wonder how many women have like thrown themselves at him on their DMs. Uh, probably. No, fuck no. <laughs> like, <I'm just> like, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> like, have you? <laughs> That's not me. That's not me. <laughs> but I, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, he's like, it just, it's a good thing. Okay, you guys, yeah. we have been talking for a little while now. We're going to start wrapping ourselves up a little bit here. Um, want to just go into, is there anything right now that you are watching that you want to tell the people about or listening to or whatnot? Oh, P.S., before we go anywhere, Taylor okay. Swift. Taylor Swift. I was literally just going to say, I literally, oh, well, I was just going to talk about Taylor Swift dating Maddie Healy. Ugh. Like, I'm like, what i I don't know if it's real i hope it's not real okay he's he's kind of trash well i don't want to go that hard at him because i I no we can go that hard because the thing is okay him doing the whole nazi salute and like saying thanks thanks kanye for it like and here's my thing isn't he like a he's like a recovering addict I'm a huge Rage Against the Machine fan, and he said some shit about Rage Against the Machine on stage, like, who the fuck is that fan? Like, putting them down, like, you need to watch your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, he he does have a weird persona. It's and, the anti-Semitic stuff. I'm sorry, but you well, don't just, you don't. How does, how does America's things? sweetheart go from something very healthy and private to Matt Healy? And it hasn't all- been. And it hasn't been confirmed, so I'm just wondering. And then also, like, and also, I mean, like, the thing is, is, like, could it just have been a booty call and, like, it's not really a thing? You know what I mean? Like, you just, you're seen out with somebody and does that become, like, a thing? And, like, you're talking about a 30-something-year-old woman who is allowed to go out and sleep with whoever she wants to. She sure is. And, like, it doesn't have to be a thing. Yeah, maybe he's just for fun. Maybe he's just for fun, but, I just think that I don't know. We don't need to associate with anti-Semitic. So Taylor, get off of it. Yeah. But I do want to say, like, so I don't want, but we it hasn't been confirmed. So we'll just like forgive, yeah. forgive and forget right now because how many how many albums are left for her to re-record after Speak Now? Is she like almost I think done? It's like, I think it's 1989. Like maybe 19, 1989. She's got to redo. Mm-hmm. She's done. I'm looking up her um discography. Hold on. Because I we've know we know she did red. Uh, and now she's doing speak now, which is going to do July 9th. And then she has that whole thing, you know, right? Two days before July, July 7th. And she's like two days before July 9th. If you know, you know, the way that she gets her fans riled up for every little thing that she does. She's so strategic. Okay. So she did fearless red now speak now. So that leaves, I think, 1989. Well, she's got 10 original studio And the original, albums. the original Taylor Swift album. That's pretty she already did. She already did Fearless. So it's the original Taylor Swift album, like self-named or self-titled, right? Mm-hmm. She already did Fearless. She's doing Speak Now. She already did Red. And 1989. then 1989. That's it. And the reputation is when she found her Taylor. reputation was off. Reputation was off that that, that deal. That deal. And so she's yeah, so clear. 
I'm into a 1989 re-release. That's my favorite album by her too. Like I that's, love 1989. That's what got me to become like a Taylor Swift and then go back and find the rest of her. Catalog. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but style was the hook. The hook and style. Okay. That is like, that's like, my number one, like sexual. Taylor song. Mm-hmm. Me too. I just got goosebumps. I don't know if you can see it, but like. Yeah. Style that dun 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 dun. I was like, well, the thing was, midnight. It came out. It came out the week I was in New York City that week because I was like there for work or whatever. And like 1989 came out, and it's like, welcome to New York. It's been waiting, and I was like, okay, we're here, we're here. Let's let's walk around the city and listen to this, and then. Style was like, style was like, okay, this is the number one. No, style, style was like, oh shit, this, Mm -hmm. this is an amazing hook. And then I got into blank space, uh, out of the woods. What if she uh, brings shake it off? Bad blood, get some. Whenever someone's like messing with me, oh, bad blood is such a wildest dreams. No, eight nineteen eighty nine is full. Like she's prolific on that album. It's like it's just every single song is a hit. But it's speak great. now, speak now is coming out. She did this whole thing where she's yep. like flirting with her fans about the in, you know, their inside knowledge and the inside jokes that she's has. And like it's two yeah. days before July 9th. And I had to look up the whole July 9th reason why that's a big deal. And it's just because in Last Kiss, July 9th is the date that she actually name checks in the in that song. And the thing okay. is. Which leads people, the kids are now saying, could this mean there was a little bit of reconciliation and maybe Joe Jonas re-recorded the song with her? Um, is that a possibility? Because they have a better relationship. They're fine now. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, And then they're also saying, speak now, they're also going to be bringing like four or five albums out of the vault with it. So yes, that, I can't that, wait. That, that didn't come through. So that's- Can't wait to okay. hear her re-recording of Dear John. <laughs> yeah like there's like a lot of good shit so taylor Back to december yeah get it okay before we end out the thing that i'm gonna tell you guys that i'm like re that i'm actually watching for the very first time right now that i was just kind of like i'm finding it interesting and it's very very dark and it's gross and whatnot but it's the new it's not new it's actually Edie falco was in it it was a couple of years ago it's mm-hmm. the law and order true crime series the menendez brothers it's right oh. now it's been all over peacock is like really really pushing it because Ryan Murphy just announced his new monster series. So, you know, he has these, um, mon- like they just did the Jeffrey Dahmer one, which is like huge. It's monster Dahmer, that kind of thing. So now they're yeah. doing, mon- they're now they're doing monster Menendez, you know, so the Menendez brothers. And so he, they're going to come out with his version that they, they were getting abused. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> those brothers were getting is, abused. I'm watch. I'm in like episode three and like Edie Falco, I need all of her like she plays like their their uh their lawyer and so i'm only like three episodes in but that's the show that i've been watching lately so that's the thing that's like a quick binge it's only a few episodes so that's the thing that i'm pushing out there um bonnie before we go we usually talk about those things that we are crushing on those things that we are obsessed with this week and it's a person a place and a thing Oh, you didn't prepare me. I did. I threw it in that email, but I didn't tell you via text and I'm so sorry. So I'm going to go, I'm going to take my things first. Okay. So you just think about like something that you were completely in love with, something that you're completely crushing on, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So my person this week is probably, okay, let me just think because I don't remember his full thing. We're not going to say Pedro Pascal, even though we talk about him every single week over here. How do you feel about Pedro Pascal? 
Oh, I, I mean, I love him, but I do think the love has intensified since I think Mandalorian, when I, do, I couldn't even see his face. It was his voice. I was like, holy shit, this voice, I would have, I would have sex with just this voice. That's the and thing. then, and then it made me go back and like revisit some of his other items and pay attention. His voice is velvet. I was like, oh my God. Be- so it was Mandalorian. You can't even see him. All I could hear was his voice. Yum. See, and that's the thing is, so you're like, so you can fall in love with those kind of people with the voice, but I just, I love him. Big time. Um, okay. But my crush this week, uh, for my person, I'm going to say he's an actor. He's currently on that show, Mrs. Uh, Davis. It's that show about AI that Betty Gilpin is starring in. It's really, really weird. It's on Peacock. It's different. Um, I don't know if I like it. I'm only three episodes in, but, and it's not something that I'm like eating up. So it's just kind of like there when I don't have something to watch, but there's an actor in it who I completely love. He was in Silicon Valley and his name is Chris Diamantopoulos. Okay. And so he's just, I think he's adorable. Um, just a regular like white guy with like a toned body. But the thing is, is he's like a voice actor as well. So he's mm. like this cute guy. Do you remember Silicon Valley? Did you watch that show on HBO? I did. I watched, uh, I think the first two seasons and then he I got was, annoyed. He was the rich asshole with the nice cars, with the nice body that was like. Oh, well, can't go wrong. But anyways, <laughs> him, he's so cute. I do find him attractive. He's got the scruffy face and everything. And he plays Mickey Mouse. He's got, he does the, he does the voice for Mickey Mouse as well. Oh, <laughs> like, like okay. Random, like thing. So he's my person, Chris Diamatopoulos. And then um, my place right now that I'm completely crushing on is this place I just uh, went the other night um, called Park Commons. It was just like a regular, like we actually went there two days ago. And so I just had like a really good meal. So I'm going to just call that my thing. It's out here in San Diego. It's on like a, the campus, it's like on like this tech campus. So it's like Sony's there, like PlayStation. And then there's this like random cafe that all these techies all go to. So it's like all these people with like their their laptops and everything. And it feels like a college campus, but it's just okay. all these people are there. So that's the, pl- okay. the place that I'm crushing on right now. And the okay. thing that I am crushing on is going to be my LaCroix because like, I was trying to be a Waterloo person, but it just isn't working out because their flavor profiles are very stunted and I'm not really into the strawberry water. So I'm back on LaCroix and I'm into like all the flavors except for hibiscus because that tastes like flower batteries. Okay. Okay. Anyways, Bonnie Sherman, okay. what are your crushes, your person, your place and your thing? Person. Um, okay. So have you seen the show Beef? Yes. I am obsessed with that show. I think it's a perfect series. And the season finale, I think, is one of the best season finales I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I think Stephen, am I saying his last name right? Stephen Yoon. Yoon. I I'd like to I'd like to make out with him. Oh, I, nice. I would. I would. He's the reason. And I've seen I... him and other things, but like this was like for some reason the shaved head. I was feeling it. His anger, I can relate. And I was like, I kind of love you, even though there's a lot of things he does that annoys me and like you're pathetic. But at the same time, my heart went out to him and I wanted to just like 
make out with him. So Aww, I love it. You yeah. guys, Steven Yun, he's the reason why we, this brings us back to the beginning of the episode. He's the reason why I pulled out of The Walking Dead when they killed his character off. It, oh. was, too, it was too much for me to handle. I was pissed about it. Yeah. And so I stopped watching and then I picked it back up and then they cut mm-hmm. it, killed another character I loved. And I was like, I'm done. And then I picked it back up the very final season. But he was the original reason because he was okay. just the most pure of heart character in The Walking Dead. And he had the most brutal death. Oh, and God. like, and then it's just amazing to see him now, like on this show with Ali Wong, and they're like completely killing it, and everybody's like loving the show. I'm only like three episodes into this one it's, as well, but this uh, it's one, just perfect. I, I have to appointment watch this one because my partner, I'm watching it with him, and it's like one that I don't want to jump ahead or he's not jumping. Okay, ahead, so we're doing that. Well, I but won't anyways. spoil it, but it the season finale is, I think, the the most perfect season finale I've ever seen. Okay, I got to um, okay. place. I, I guess because I'm going there again, I, I'm crushing on Ireland. I went there in 2017 Ooh. for the first time. I was obsessed. I think my whole family has become obsessed with it. We've all gone a bunch. I've only gone once, but the rest of my family has gone multiple times. I cannot wait to go back at the I've end of June with been. my friend. Oh, oh my God. I, I tell you what, I don't know if it's like the fresh air and just... The culture but like people who were from germany from england from the states you're there and you're you're like nicer and you're more outgoing and you want to talk to people and it <laughs> but was like just we wonderful. we leave the country though and we have to like apologize for our behavior oh i do America's i do behavior. like that's all i, I do, do. <laughs> like i'm sorry i'm sorry my country is whack you know yeah how were but the boys out 2017 there? uh well i made out with a german the first night i was there in 2017 it was it was nice. Well, so we'll see if wonderful. I can't repeat my success. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe with that was six Ireland years now. ago. That was six years ago, though. So yeah, maybe I'll get an Irishman this time around. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to go back at the end of June. And then do the kids still say made out or am I aging myself when I say made out? I think they say hooked up, but I hooked don't know. Hooked up is not hooked up is something different to people, but okay. And then thing is my chickens. I have three chickens and their coop is getting built right now. And I cannot wait to get them out there and like have fresh eggs in a couple months. I'm a farmer in my backyard in Cleveland. I cannot, I cannot. I've been seeing this on your Instagram and I actually had a note here too. And I was like, what are the chickens about? And I am so glad that you brought them up. That you're My chickens, saying. Gertie, Rhonda and Odette. And they are going to give me eggs and they're going to have the best life ever. And between them with the eggs in my garden, with my tomatoes and cucumbers and herbs and everything, mm-hmm. um, your girl is going off grid. No, I'm just kidding. I've never, but <laughs> like, I, and I just got <laughs> solar and I have two Tesla batteries and you're yeah, like, no, like, is everything no. okay in Cleveland? <laughs> like, yeah, no, but I, I love these, these chickens and I, I have a pet camera down there and I probably, pull it up on my phone 20 times a day just to like check in on them and watch them I cannot see I need it like I feel like I could do that with my dogs that's why I can't put like one of those like pet cameras in the house with the dogs because I'd yeah. be obsessed uh-huh. okay you guys this has been another episode of bald and bingeable we appreciate you guys listening make sure you guys like and subscribe everywhere tell a friend about the show please just say something nice in the apple comments okay because like it helps yeah. And uh, there's going to be some changes coming up with some of like the show, not bad, but good ones. And then we also um, do remember that when and just like that starts, we're going to have like a little rotating people come through just kind of because we're going to do some episode recaps. So it's going to be a little bit different than these loosey goosey type episodes. We will have some you know special episodes there that Rupture. we will be doing like, 
yeah, that we're gonna actually go through the episodes and rip them to shreds the only the way that people who truly love Carrie Bradshaw can and are allowed to. So it's a family discussion. So we can talk about our sisters, but we don't let other people. So anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's not a perfect show, but it's perfect for me. Bryn, do you hear me? I know people were like, Bryn didn't like the show. And I was like, that's what I love though, is that people when they don't, when they have opposing opinions. So anyways, yeah. thank you and good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.